1: Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OKF Daily with me, your girl Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker on this new year. Folks, happy new year to each and every single one of you, and thank you so much. For all of the well wishes and tweets and DMs over the holiday season. I hope that you all got as much rest and relaxation that you have set your intentions for the new year. Understand that, look, time is a construct and we can have a fresh start any day of the week, any day of the year. But sometimes it is good to follow the crowd and go on and say, you know what, in this new year, You're going to set goals. You're going to set intentions. You're going to let go of what happened in 2022 and be able to kind of look forward to this new, fresh start, this chapter. And folks, that is exactly what I am doing. Instead of starting with uh, resolutions on all these, these things that we resolve to do, I actually watched a really interesting TikTok. And it was of this white guy, herbalist, who was talking about the fact that The reason why most people fail at their resolutions by the time that they reach February is that we need to actually be following the cycle of the environment and our seasons. If you live in an area that has seasons, rather than just the start of a fresh calendar, that Winter should be a time when you go inward, when you are deeply reflective and meditative and prayerful and kind of planting those seeds, right? Storing your energy and making preparations, nesting in your space. And then as the season changes, right? As it begins to get warmer, as we see, you know, the grass start to sprout back up and turn green and the budding on the trees. That then that is when you take on new activities and new tasks, but that you use this winter time as a time of reflection, as a time of rest and restoration, so that the spring then brings for you renewal. And so that is how I'm kind of moving into this year, this new year of 2023. I will tell you, as I stated on my last podcast for the year, that 2022 provided personally and professionally a lot of ups, some downs, but a lot of exhaustion, frankly. And one of the things that I am setting an intention for, for the new year is that I am going to once again, as I did back in 2020 and then in 2021 and fell off of it last year as the world seemed to be churning back, is that I fell for the rope-a-dope of capitalism and grind culture once again. I found myself working really long hours and found myself once again falling back into bad habits and trying to keep pace. And the thing is, is that I'm no longer going to try and keep pace. I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to keep pace with what it needs and not what the world needs of me and assume that those things will align as they will. That is my way of setting an intention for this new year. I'm super excited about the shows, about the content folks. If you are not following me with the other podcasts that I do, I'm going to be doing more cross promotional talk about them. I have Democracy Ish, which comes out every Thursday morning with my friend Wajahat Ali over at the Daily Beast. I also am the co-host of the New Abnormal, which is a podcast with the Daily Beast with my friend Andy Levy. And so you can get multiple days of me in these different contexts with different folks and different conversations. And so I encourage you to check those out as well as Woke AF, and we will have. New announcements coming later in the first quarter of the new year. And so I'm excited about all the things to come. But what I will not do and what I encourage all of you not to do is not to fall for the rope-a-dope of capitalism and grind culture and bullshit and feeling like you have to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with your neighbors, keep pace with the algorithms, listen to your body, listen to yourself, listen to your heart, believe in your intuition and move at a pace that makes sense for you and makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, that is what matters. All right. Let's jump into how the year ended and then look ahead, shall we? So the end of 2022 brought some hot, wild shit, right? We saw the January 6th committee release their final report. We saw them provide four criminal referrals for Donald Trump, John Eastman, Rudy Giuliani, and others. We got bombshell reporting with regard to the fact that Donald Trump probably still has uh, stolen documents from the White House stashed, not just in Mar-a-Lago, but in other places. Donald Trump's tax returns over the last six years has been released, which brings into question what we've all wondered, which is how wealthy really is Donald Trump and Where does his money rely? Well, we know that some of it from 2015 to 2017, you know, those years when he was president of the United States, he was elected in 2016, didn't want to release his tax returns. And then in 2017, you know, he was president, he was holding some money in China, that he has given some loans, questionable loans to his children, and that he made zero goose egg charitable donations in 2020 when he claims to be the most charitable man there there is. Also, Donald Trump didn't really pay taxes for two years of the four years of his presidency either. And now I just want to remind folks that as this information comes to light, that there is no law that has been on the books that requires a candidate for the president or a sitting president to release their tax returns. It has been a political norm for the last You know, 44 presidents before Donald Trump became president, when he decided to buck political norms and say, fuck you, because I don't want you to know where my money is, because we know that Donald Trump is shady. We know that his businesses are shady. Oh, that's the other thing that happened at the end of 2022, which is that the Trump organization was found guilty on 17 different charges and accounts, including fraud. So we know that they ain't shit. And, you know, we're just waiting now on the multiple indictments to come raining down. Now, folks, at the end of 2022, I said, look, I don't know. I don't know if there is still an appetite, frankly, with the American people for Donald Trump to be brought to justice. What the Republicans are going to do when they decide whoever is going to be the new quote unquote speaker, or as I want to say, puppet of the MAGA Republican right, which is now in control of the house is they're going to try and distract the American people with their circus of bullshit committees and investigations and trying to bring down the Biden administration for no other reason. than the Biden administration is a democratic administration that is actually trying to, you know, Stop the bleeding that was caused by Donald Trump and the Republicans in this country in terms of our economic recovery with COVID, our ability to build more equitable systems, you know, relieve people who are suffering under catastrophic student loan debt, create a patchwork of protections for people with uteruses. Now that Roe v. Wade is gone, we saw infrastructure bills passed. We saw gun legislation passed. We saw a lot of good things happen at the end of this year. But what we also saw is that the American people have consistently been underestimated, not only by the media, but by the Republican Party in general. They put up candidates for the midterm elections, like Herschel Walker, like Mehmet Oz, and others who were caricatures at best, but certainly not fit to serve. And now, right now, we're watching another saga play out, which is that of George Santos, the New York Long Island Republican who was elected and he is nothing other than a charlatan fraud grifter and is now under investigation by the Nassau County district attorney's office, as well as, you know, the feds, because they're wondering where he got his donations from, whether or not aside from lying about his entire background, his entire resume, did he lie in terms of the financial contributions that were coming into his account? And one of the things that I got to say, folks, as I you know, I was on Long Island, back home for a lot of the break, and what what was crazy is, first of all, it's wall-to-wall coverage on Long Island, on the local stations, as well as it was being covered by cable news, because the story is just so crazy. But how does a George Santos come to be? He's a product of Trumpism and Donald Trump right? The Republican Party decided that values and ethics no longer mattered, right? That winning And winning above all else is what is important. It's why Kevin McCarthy right now has said absolutely nothing about how bad George Santos is making the Republican Party look. Because why? Because Santos said that he's going to vote for McCarthy. Now, I'm confused about why McCarthy would believe any fucking thing that came out of that man's mouth. But, you know, then again, Kevin McCarthy also thinks that he's powerful, right? He also thinks that he's going to do a great job as speaker. No, sir, you are going to be an indentured servant. Of the MAGA right, right? The quote unquote freedom caucus that is now has control over the house. He has made so many concessions that, you know, he makes doormats look good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Kevin McCarthy is exactly the perfect example of what the Republican Party has turned into. They will capitulate. And bow their head and kiss the ring of whomever, so long as they have some semblance of power. Now, Kevin McCarthy is going to have zero power as Speaker of the House. He is going to be owned by the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gateses, the Paul Gosa, all of these people he is going to be owned by. Because he's made all of these concessions, putting people on committees, giving them chairmanships, giving them the right to discount the speaker with only five votes. Then he said that he would bring that down to one vote. One person could say, I want to take on the speaker. And Kevin McCarthy said, OK, boss, whatever you need, boss. So he is indicative and embodies exactly what the Republican Party has done under the thumb of Donald Trump and Trumpism. They've let go of their values. They've let go of their center. They've let go of any spine and backbone that they might've had. And they bow to power. So how does a George Santos come to be? Simple. You allowed Donald Trump. And what I've been saying on this show and every other show for as long as I can remember since Donald Trump came down that escalator, is that if you allow this to slide, you allow this man to remake one of the two major political parties to become president of the United States, what comes after him will be worse. And so you look now, Kerry Lake, she won't give up. Right? Her quest to become governor, it doesn't matter how many legal bills it costs her. It doesn't matter how fucking stupid and pathetic she looks. She's going to go after this and still continue to talk about it, just like Donald Trump three years later is still talking about how the 2020 election was stolen from him. Oh, by the way, we all remember that Donald Trump has announced that he is running for president in 2024, but have we seen NARA campaign rally? Right? Have we seen anything that would give Republicans some impression that he is serious about doing anything than covering his own ass? No. Right? So when you look at the state of the House and you see that what has been announced so far this week, as we are in our first week of the new year, that Joe Biden, is going to keep pressing forward, dark Brandon going to keep doing what he does, regardless of Kevin McCarthy or whomever, Scalise or whomever, having control of the gavel in the house, he's holding a bipartisan event with Mitch McConnell. Now, here's the thing. You should not trust Mitch McConnell with anything. I wouldn't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I have a good arm and back. Mitch McConnell only does things that are politically expedient for Mitch McConnell. So when we see that one of the first engagements that Biden is going to have is going to be at a bipartisan event with Mitch McConnell, we have to ask ourselves what is Mitch McConnell going to get out of this, aside from giving the middle finger to Kevin McCarthy and to House Republicans? The same thing with the Republican governor of Ohio, who is also going to be doing an event with Joe Biden. So essentially, what some Republicans are signaling is that they are at least going to pretend at this time to be the adults in the room and work with the current sitting president to get some things done, whether it is just for their own states or for actually for the country, Kevin McCarthy or whomever's in the House be damned. What we know is that Republicans are hell bent on turning the next two years into Benghazi on crack, which is wasting taxpayer dollars, pulling together bullshit hearings, all to do what? Nothing. And the goal, I believe, that Republicans have is to distract and destroy. So, what then? What position then should Hakeem Jeffries and the House Democrats take now that they're going to be in the minority come the middle of this week? Well, Hakeem Jeffries, for all people have said about him, oh, he's not progressive enough, always oh, too progressive, has shown himself in committee hearings to be a fucking boss, right? To know how to message and know how to stick it to Republicans. So my thought, my advice to Democrats as they get ready to take on the role of minority in the House by a very, very slim. Let's just say if there were a couple of accidents, right, Democrats could take the House back. I'm just saying I'm not wishing for anything to happen to anyone, but I'm saying that's how thin the fucking margin is that Republicans have in the House right now. That. Hakeem Jeffries needs to be the communications leader and bullhorn of the Democratic Party. What does that mean? It means that he needs to allow Republicans to implode. He needs to allow Republicans to show their hand to the American people and to show their ass, which they can't help themselves but to do. And then in doing so, in letting Republicans have enough leash in order to hang themselves, that he then messages in a way that says, look, all the Republicans said that they wanted was this gavel, that they wanted power. What are they doing for you? What new bills and legislations in order to make your lives easier, in order to make society more equitable, are they putting forward? How does going after Hunter Biden's laptop actually help you now, which you, by the way, have lower prescription drugs because of the Biden administration and Democrats? How are they doing anything to make sure that you can put food on your table, gas in your car and medicine in your medicine chest? and a roof over your head all at the same time. Now, they will say, oh, well, we're going to do an eye for an eye, an investigation for an investigation. But you see, investigating Donald Trump and the Republicans for their attempt to overthrow the will of the people to try and overthrow our election is about the safety and sanctity of our democracy and the health thereof. So if... We're not able to recognize who the actual threat is to our country. If we're not able to showcase that, then how are we able to defend ourselves against them? That was the purpose of the January 6th committee is to say, hey, American people, our democracy is not safe. We have no rules on the books. That would have ever had us in a position where we knew what to do when the main insurrectionist, the leader of the insurrection was the sitting president. We have no blueprint for this because never in the 240 some odd years of this country did we ever believe that a sitting president of these United States would try and overthrow the government. So, while I appreciate the work and the energy that has gone into painting the picture to the American people of just how guilty Donald Trump is and how he has ended up now with four criminal referrals from the January 6th committee, the question remains if anything is going to be done about it right? Because it is not enough that we have a report that showcases exactly who was in charge, exactly who the architects were, exactly every single point of their plan. And if this didn't work out, this is the pivot we're going to make. And if this doesn't work out, then this is the pivot that we're going to make. This was not an act of happenstance or emotion in the moment. What the January 6th committee laid out for us at the end of last year was that this was a poorly orchestrated but thought out strategy and plan put together at the behest of the former twice impeached president of the United States. So that investigation was about the health and well being of our nation and whether or not the coup. has stopped, has been thwarted. And what we know is that it hasn't. It's just been slowed down. Each election is more consequential than the last. But I believe that this year, dear friends, is actually going to be a very wild political one. I think that if George Santos being sworn in is any indication for the circus that we are in for. My God, go get your top hat and your lion tamers because that's what we're going to be doing. But also I'm going to tell you, maybe it's because I've slept a lot. Maybe it's because I've been working out and I feel very clear, but I'm going to tell you that I believe that Donald Trump is going to be indicted this year. Do I know who is going to take the lead on those indictments? No, but I can tell you that between the case that Jack Smith is looking into the special counsel that was appointed by Merrick Garland, which by the way, we did not need, but now have Jack Smith is looking into two things. He is looking into the stolen documents from the white house. He is looking into the insurrection. Well, They have over a million documents that have been turned over to them from the January 6th committee. They have public hearings to review. They have the 165 page, you know, introduction to the report. They have thousands of Republicans that have testified under oath. So if this Department of Justice decides to do nothing. It's not a failure of the January 6th committee. It will be a failure of government. Because the American public does not move forward, does not begin a healing process until we examine the wound, which is what the January 6th committee opened up. We clean it out, meaning that we clean out all the motherfuckers that were responsible for creating that wound in the first place. And then we begin to patch it up once it's been cleaned out. The cleaning out part is now handed over to the Department of Justice, but the Department of Justice is not the only place that we are looking at impossible indictments to come from. We're also looking at Fonnie Willis in Fulton County in Georgia, who, has called a special grand jury in order to be able to get testimony of Lindsey Graham, of Raffensberger, and others. For those, you know, 11,700 and some odd votes, you can find me, though. Donald Trump said that in his own words, caught on tape. At some point in time, The chickens do come home to roost. At some point in time, the Everest of evidence becomes too big not to look at. And what message then are you sending to the American public when you decide to turn your back on the crimes of the rich, white, and the privileged, but take everybody else to task. Those are some of the decisions that this Department of Justice is going to be making this year. And I believe that it is going to be made sooner rather than later. There was something that my friend, Mary Trump, who I do her show The Mary Trump Show, every Tuesday at noon. um, And you can catch it on YouTube. And it'll be up today when you guys are listening to this show. Well, this show will go up in the morning and then the Mary Trump Show will be live at noon. And I will be joining her. She said something when I interviewed her for The New Abnormal. Which was, there isn't going to be one significant blow that is going to bring down Donald Trump. It is going to be, in her words, quote, a death by a thousand lashes. I believe, and as our friend Glenn Kirshner has said, that once the first indictment comes out and the fear and the shock and the awe is taken away, I believe that there will be a flood Of indictments that come forward. Now, if you watched Reverend Al's Politics Nation special, which I believe aired a couple of times over the holiday break on MSNBC, Susan Del Percio gave her prediction for 2023. And she said that at the end of 2023, Donald Trump would not be running for president. Now, Ali Velshi and I said, well, what does that mean? You know, shake your crystal ball again. Does that mean he will be indicted? Does that mean he will be on trial? She said, I'm not going to say because I don't know. But what I will tell you is I do not believe come the end of this year that Donald Trump will be running for president. Well, right now, you know, folks are calling his campaign campaign the title of an older Matthew McConaughey movie, Failure to Launch. Donald Trump announced that he was running for president, but he has done very little. As a matter of fact, nothing other than release NFTs, which his campaign didn't even do, just Donald Trump did, which is money going into his pockets, that his fan base is so readily able to wanting to open up their own wallets and purses in order to give To Donald Trump. But, you know, grifters gonna grift. So we will see, folks. But I will tell you, I do believe, and maybe it's because again, I am rested and I am ready for the beginning of this new year. But I think that we are going to see indictments. I think we are going to see a spectacle come out of the House and that it's going to come back to bite Republicans in their ass. I believe that Republicans are going to receive the type of energy this year that they deserve. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. I am so grateful and happy to be back with all of you back in this chair and back on the mic. I am excited for what is going to be in front of us this year. I am proud of what is behind us. And I hope that you start this new year feeling refreshed, doubling down in your self-care, doubling down in your boundaries, and looking forward to what we can do and achieve together. As always, dear friends, power to the people and to all the people. Power, get woke and stay woke as fuck.